Hello. Welcome to What We Binge. This is uh, hosted by me, Raf. And this and? is Mike. Yeah. <laughs> of that so Irish tea hitting you. <laughs> yeah, my Irish tea is hitting me. Uh, <laughs> I'm, uh, I <laughs> we are talking about Mandalorian, season Catch two, episode three. Mando. Yep. Mando, uh, chapter 11, or is it chapter? Yes, chapter 11, The Heiress. Mm-hmm. And uh, we... Uh, I really love this episode. It was really good. Here, here's what I got to say about this episode. I almost feel like it was intentional that last week's episode came out during election week when mm-hmm. people weren't like, they probably knew ahead of time that people weren't going to like focus. Cause it was kind of like a, they introduced frog lady, but you could have just done without that episode. Yeah. This one was like, they clearly saved this for this week. Yeah. Cause it, it was, like was cameos. Yeah. Name was, drops name Easter drops eggs. And, and plot and questions like why is the empire still around <laughs> like yeah or is this a weird cult of people still wearing their uniforms or is it like, yeah talking about cults like <laughs> <laughs> there are multiple cults in this episode as as uh, as we've discovered yeah uh, <laughs> turns out after return of the jedi uh the star wars universe just becomes a bunch of mini cults i guess yeah there's just like there's the Empire cult. There's the Mandalore cult. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the the Death Watch. You're either in uh, a cult or you're in like some gang that breaks people out of prison and stuff or something. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it's like you're a criminal or in a cult or you're part of like de- of a sort of not very powerful democracy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like uh, called the New Republic. Uh, yeah. I wonder if this is going to spit off into like uh, the Knights of Ren and First Order and all that at all, or if they're just going to pretend that that's not really a part of it. <laughs> I wonder just... because, yeah, I really wonder because like these remnants of the Empire, when are they going to turn into the First Order? Or is it just like a separate, like a separate faction of Empire cultists? Yeah. Like found, founded the First Order. Uh while like this other part that Mandalorian is is uh, is in contact with or not in contact but is conf- you know keeps confronting yeah. uh, is like uh, you know another faction or something so yeah. like I don't know is it a whole are they separated uh, I guess they're separate for now yeah <laughs> I mean this this, this this thing is literally all about the remnants because like for a while especially during season one I couldn't really figure out where in the timeline this was so Mm -hmm. it's uh clearly between return of the jedi and force awakens but now they're starting to drop um easter eggs from other parts of star wars and we'll see how Mm -hmm. they play into yeah what leads up to the sequel series if disney so still wants that to be a part of it <laughs> it's uh it's still up for grabs uh to, to be honest uh, yeah exactly. <laughs> uh but you know I, I was just thinking like if it comes down to Giancarlo Esposito versus General Hux like yeah honestly it's such a waste that General Hux ends up being like the grand commander of whatever <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> I just wanted to like somehow incorporate John Boyega back into it because like the, the more the the longer um i guess the longer like we have after um uh the rise of skywalker and everybody's like looking back on the making of the sequel he was literally like the nerd on set yeah <laughs> he, was the, he was the nerd and the most like the character that was the least like that, yeah utilized like it was the most like underutilized most like least respected yeah like, just like, like i want to see him as a stormtrooper basically before he yeah like, i want to see yeah. kid boyega you know kid boyega <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a cartoon and, character. Uh, kid boyega yeah kid boyega but uh so our, our episode of uh mando picks up right after mando escapes uh that ice planet covered with uh those like spidery things yeah and uh he does a kind of like man he does a manual entry on this water planet yeah and uh, <laughs> which is just like it was uh, just 
like a shit show. I, I made notes like, for this episode. I just want our listeners to, to know that. All right. So I wrote <laughs> manual entry into atmosphere, very much the same experience as every EasyJet flight that I've taken in Europe. Uh, so it's like hey, just like i don't job. know maybe it's like continental <laughs> in the u.s I, I don't know it's just like a really bad like shaky ride when you get oh, down it's on basically the spirit but exactly but, yeah. it's like spirit <laughs> airlines uh <laughs> so it's like a spirit airline landing except that like he's about to land like i don't know i i felt because you have like traffic control or something that's like slow down yeah. Razor Crest, slow down. It's like, I can't slow down. Like, I'm crashing, man. <laughs> well, there, there, there's another reason why the landing was so shitty, too. Turns out that entire sequence was a reference to uh, Apollo 13. Oh. And that's because the director of this episode is Ron Howard's daughter. Yes, so, of course. Bryce Dallas, Dallas Howard. Howard. Aw. We did a great them. job. Yeah, but she 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 um, directed an episode during season one, the one on that forest yeah. planet, you know, where they uh, fight uh, one of those uh, walkers. Yeah. Uh, so so far, as much as I love Dave Filoni, I think my favorite episodes in the series so far have been directed by Bryce Dallas Howard and uh, Rick. Oh man, I got. <laughs> I did this on another episode. <laughs> Rick. Rick. <laughs> Famuyiwa. Uh, the, I, there you go. The prison episode. <laughs> yeah. The prison break episode. Yeah. yeah. And you could probably guess why that was one of my favorite episodes too. But they're both very we, similar. Uh, they they but, both happen in spaceships. Yes. Uh, and we've like, bowed down to Bill Burr multiple times on this podcast. Yeah. So. <laughs> so, I think it's, so and they both make the Mando look like, or Mandalorians look like the Predator. You know, it, it's, it's sort of like, yeah. Uh, it, it's, they were both, it was like you were in a, in a horror movie where like, you know, uh, Michael Myers was Mando and, yeah. uh, you know, and just like, first one was more like, I guess, Michael Myers who just shows up out of nowhere and like, you know, catches you. And right. this one, apparently the, uh, uh, they have some night vision or something, uh, right. the Mandalorians. And it's very much like the vision, like the night vision that uh, the Predator has yeah. in the Predator movies. <laughs> so it's it's uh so it's like that's what it looked like the heat, another like reference the heat, yeah another reference there uh yeah. but uh, yeah so we we were talking about you know i feel that all mandalorians are linked not only by their armor but by the swear words that they use uh, <laughs> so like everyone's saying dank ferric all the time like you know that crash yeah. landing Mando was like dank ferric I can't stop this thing. And, uh, you know, and then uh, Dank Ferric all around. I'm, I'm going to use it in the future. Yeah, because uh, another character, which will get you very shortly, uses that, right? Yes, another character. Uh, so j just so that we kind of talk about the story. Uh, so they land on this planet that's not Mon, Mon Cala, which is where all the Mon Calamari and the... And the Wait, it's actually called Mon Cala? Yeah, it's called like that, but I don't know. But okay. I don't think it's the same planet. I think it's like another planet that maybe they colonized or something. Uh, okay. I'm not sure if it's Moncala. It doesn't seem like it, but uh, they have the same types of aliens living there. Yeah. So hey, maybe you know someone can correct me in the comments uh, on YouTube. But right. um, please do. But uh, so you have the Mon Calamari, uh, who do a bang up job of of uh, fixing Mando's ship yeah. at the end. But we'll talk about that later. They have these squid head people who are both, uh, they both appear in one episode of the Clone Wars. Like there's like a war where actually the squid head guys always side with the bad guys right. for some reason. They're always on the side of the Empire or uh, the Separatists during the Clone Wars. Right, yeah. <laughs> so, and surprise, surprise, <clears throat> you know, they're, they're the bad guys in this episode. Oh, but, no. uh, I, I just wanted to talk about frog lady meets frog man and how heartwarming that was yeah. just like they go like ah, ah, you know? yeah. <laughs> it's like meeting a loved one at the airport like that you know it was just like yep you know just like simon and garfunkel playing in the background <laughs> yeah oh man this, this is this is definitely the summer of easy rock isn't it just uh, yeah. easy rock vibes going all around <laughs> <laughs> my thoughts escaping home and then you can just hear like oh you know oh, yeah. and then uh 
and then off screen they uh he fertilizes the eggs off screen we we don't get to see that i was kind of disappointed uh, <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> well i don't know maybe just like peas in it and then like some stuff like you know <laughs> so um so, so well, like at the uh, port, well, there's this hooded. Here, here we'll get we'll get into why they uh, they cut off of them pretty quick because I don't yeah. know if they're they gonna come off, back yeah. at any point, but it's very clear Maybe that episode help. two was like an episode unto itself. That it was like, yeah, it it, it doesn't get into the good connecty stuff until now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the thing is, we we only had like serialized type episodes, like very bottle episodes. Mm-hmm this season until now and now we actually get to the like uh to the real big stuff in the uh in the uh season and uh well thing is like when you have the whole you know heartwarming reunion of frog lady and frogman uh or maybe i'll call him frog dude but uh, (laughs) there's like uh, a hooded woman who's looking at mando arriving right in a suspicious way and uh you know it's like "Mm -hmm." and then she disappears you know like yeah spy style you know (laughs) yeah exactly i don't know if she's gonna be bigger at some point just because like that's the first thing you see when you i don't know if it's now but last time i went on the star wars website that was the first Mm -hmm. thing on the home page was like this episode's up now and it's her under the hood so i don't know if they're just teasing that she's gonna be bigger later but well, at first I thought that was going to be Sabine Wren, but, you know, from Rebels. But uh, when I saw, uh, we'll talk about that later. I don't want yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, I to speak too soon. So, yeah, uh, you know, so, so he goes to, uh, yeah. So, so, you know, they go to a restaurant with Frog Lady and Frog Dude, Mando yeah. and, and the kid. Yeah. Uh, and the, you know, squid guy, squid head guy says, mm-hmm. hey, I can, I can lead you to some Mandalorians. And uh, so he goes on a boat. Yeah. So he's on a boat now. Weird, (laughs) like oatmeal restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. Thing is, I like how all the restaurants are just like run down everywhere in Star Wars. It's just like, yeah. You know, I don't know. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. I mean, like, no, like from the, um, I don't know if the cartoons ever showed this because they probably did, but I, I would like to see it in live action, like, the cutoff point between how things look like in the prequels and how rundown things look like now and in the original trilogy. Like, yeah. I would like to see the transition of that. And I know Rebels took place during that timeline, but I don't know for sure if they really like yeah, I don't took know. advantage of like that aesthetic, you know? Things, I feel like the only transition point that I can see is like the last season of Clone Wars when yeah. uh, that whole arc where Ahsoka Tano you know, right after she leaves the Jedi Order, she yeah. ends up in some hole somewhere in Coruscant. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's living with the, the normal people, you know, not yeah. the people who wear robes all day with, you know, lightsabers and shit. Right. And, uh, you know, and, and that looks more like what you'd see, you know, in a Rebels TV show or, you know, the original trilogy, just like jumpsuits or spacesuits or just something that looks more practical yeah, yeah. not so like ceremonial i guess right uh so that for me that was the first time where i was like okay i can start seeing a transition and then once the jedi disappear yeah there 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 aren't any fancy clothes anymore so you know you don't have to worry about that yeah everybody's in basically <laughs> like mad max ish clothes everyone's in, but in mad, space. space mad max mode space max yeah. space, space max, max. That sounds like a supermarket. <laughs> Space I, know, Max. I, I thought that sounded like a, I don't know, like a porn site. <laughs> Space Max. Space Max dot XXX. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> actually, it's Space Max, and it's like three X's after Max, you know, like that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, uh, so, so the squid head guy that I can't right. even remember, I didn't even bother looking up what the name of this alien yeah. race is mm-hmm. because they're, they're so mean. Uh, so, <laughs> so he goes on their ship uh, it's like a fishing ship or something right. and uh like they trick mando into falling into a sort of like pit filled with water and like a big evil monster inside right. the evil monster eats the egg where the child is where baby yeah. is so he's trying to save baby yoda 
And all the guys like, who oh, we tricked you, man. Don't know your armor is ours. Ho, 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 ho. You know, and that's when <laughs> uh, somebody some other shows up. Yeah, somebody shows up and some other Mandalorians with some blue paint job, you know. On the, yeah, and then when the you're armor. watching it, if you watch the cartoons, you'll look at the helmet and go, that one looks familiar. There's designs yeah. on it. Yeah, with designs on it. It looks like an owl of some sort. <laughs> an owl with a henna tattoo. <laughs> yeah. And uh, but then like oh, so they say Mando. And then there there's like um other Easter egg, like the Mandalorian uh pulls out her hand the same way that, that Mandalorian did when he saved him when he was a kid. Like when he was saved, like it's oh, the same movement. Oh, it's okay. very similar, the way like a, the hand outstretched and everything. I was like, oh, reference. it's the same thing. <laughs> references and uh so uh the mandalorian takes off her helmet and it's katie sackoff katie whoa <laughs> katie Sackoff! Whoa. and uh she's playing her clone wars character mm-hmm. bo katan yep and then the, she has like two henchmen Harris. with her with as of right now they're generic henchmen yeah, sort of. Including <laughs> Sasha Banks as the hooded lady. Yeah. But as of right now, they, they're not connected specifically to anything from the past. No, but, essentially they're just badasses, essentially. Yeah. Although I think they appeared, uh, they might have appeared um, in the Clone Wars, like on the last season when Bo-Katan meets with Anakin Skywalker and uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi to yeah. ask for help or something. So like she, oh, they're yeah. standing behind her. I think that was them or they, someone similar because it's always, it's also oh, a yeah, woman yeah. and a guy. When they're in that hallway, right? And it was like yeah. the Siege of Mandalore, like prelude. Okay. Yeah, yeah exactly. Let me, yeah, let me go look up. Uh, yeah, let me go look that up. Cause like, they don't have that voices might be them. They yeah. just show up, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, yes, Bo-Katan. And, uh, you know, uh, so honestly, uh, it's like Katie Sackhoff. I don't know how they got her for the voiceover in the first place, but like it was such a great have for like yeah. Star Wars. And now she's in live action. She's not like for all you nerd fans out there, like she was in Battlestar Galactica. Uh, if you like, uh, if you like Longmire, she was the deputy in mm-hmm. Longmire. Yeah. <laughs> she was really good there. And uh, she was my top pick for Captain Marvel. At the time, before they chose Brie Larson, yeah. And uh, honestly, I still feel like she could have been a better Captain Marvel. But, no, you know, like I'm the thing is, the boat, but you know. I, I never um, actually uh, saw Katie Sackhoff act before. But after this, I don't know what it is, but there was something about it that I was like, "You've done this before. You've done either like sci-fi or some kind yeah. of adventure kind of thing." Because like, like voice actresses and. Uh, and actors and um and like live, live action, action actors like mix. they don't they don't always like mix and like i saw a few episodes with bulk of time of like clone wars and rebels before and this is the first time when i'm like yeah the live action version is better like mm-hmm. she has a certain presence about her that like i want her to come back again as yeah. as like this character like she and, uh, i think she, she kind of owned every scene that she was in i don't know what it is but she like she has a command well yeah well it's like i mean her character is supposed to be she was the leader of mandalore yeah. uh during the purge yeah uh, and you know she was part of the siege on mandalore at the end of uh, clone wars and uh, yeah. you know she had the dark saber right. uh, which is now owned by uh, moff gideon aka los pollos <laughs> uh, giancarlo esposito yeah uh, <laughs> i just wanted and, to yeah. like make a reference back to breaking bad and do that thing when he puts his arms out yeah. And then, like, because he knows the guy's not actually going to shoot him, and he just goes, what? And he just stands there. What? <laughs> no, like, if if he dies at some point, I just want to go, oh, you yeah. know, <laughs> and blow up. But he's going to blow up again as well, you know, yeah. because, like, he chose his death in, uh, in Breaking Bad. Right. They, they asked him, like, how do you want to die? I was like, being shot or poisoned, like, that's too easy. We need to go out with a literal bang, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh I, I i was really happy that she she was part of this because like i was i was expecting ahsoka tano to appear but i never expected bokatan to be there yeah. i thought maybe they would have i thought maybe they had like sabine wren and uh, that would be the connection to ahsoka tano yeah but uh having katie sackoff there is like and she has a 
a lot of presence on yeah. screen and you're right like she steals every scene she's in well if you look at her she resume she commands the room she recommends yeah. it if you look at this resume look Battlestar Galactica CSI Mm-hmm. Of course, she's done Clone Wars as the voice, but for live action, uh, The Flash, Halloween Resurrection, it's like she's been doing like badass stuff for a while. Sackoff, oh, and for one of her performances in Battlestar Galactica, she said her performance was inspired by Linda Hamilton in Terminator 2. See, mm-hmm. you know how they keep like recasting the Terminator people over and over again? I could see mm-hmm. Katie Sackoff being like, Sarah Connor, or if they were gonna redo Alien, she could be like a yeah. like a Ripley type. But I was I was just surprised at how how much she stole the show. I was like, wow. Yeah. What were you saying? No, I mean, the thing is, it's hard to find actors uh, that can really play those kind of roles. Right. You know, especially in sci-fi. Yeah. I feel like. I feel like a lot of, uh, I think sci-fi has a bit more respect nowadays, but you know, it's, it used to be like, we'll get the cheapest person for the cheapest thing and whatever. Right. And, uh, but, but you had some really good actors come out of sci-fi out of the shows that that's revived. Right. But, but, um, you're talking about sci-fi, the channel or the genre? No, I mean the genre, yeah. but also <laughs> the channel as well. Cause you had some sci-fi, like sci-fi, the channel started out really well and then started yeah. petering out because they thought, well, just pump out some carbon copies of everything. And, it's just and, G4, uh, but yeah. it's basically the same thing now. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just, you know, that's why I thought, you know, I'm still saying Katie Sackhoff, Captain Marvel, let's start a campaign. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, no, not her as Captain Marvel. No, no disrespect. Like no disrespect to I feel Brie like Larson. there's a, there's another character out there. I don't know who, but there is another Marvel character out there that would be perfect for her. I don't know who it is. Maybe like, is there like a Captain America in the future or is there like a there must be something else. Is there like, yeah, yeah like a female America. Captain America or something or like, a, I don't know, some equivalent to like cable, but like yeah. a female version of that. Like I could see, like Katie Sackhoff might not have a role now in the MCU, but after watching this, especially because this is connected with Disney, like mm-hmm. she's not done. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I don't know. It, it's sort of uh, maybe maybe she'll be in in uh, future Guardians of the Galaxy after Volume Three. You know, I, I yeah, don't yeah, know yeah. because I think the current Guardians of the Galaxy group is going to change after Volume Three, yeah. and we we might have Sly. You know, in the future, you never know. But because <laughs> there was an Easter egg about there was like uh you know the cutscenes or something. No, it's yeah. like the well, he's part scenes. of a he's in the Suicide Squad the, now. He's in the Suicide Squad. Uh, thing is, he's part of the he's part of the Tim Gunn roster of actors. Yeah. <laughs> so Wait, did you say Tim Gunn? Sorry, James Gunn. James Gunn. Yeah, Tim Gunn's James the guy Gunn. from uh, Tim Gunn. Tim Gunn was uh, I'm, that's I'm a you. project one. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, sorry, uh, James Gunn. It's like Tim Gunn, go back oh, in there, you Gamora. Silly you man. should. You should. You should redo this hand, Gamora. Yeah. <laughs> <I didn't... laughs> I don't do a very good Tim Gunn impression. Out of your Batman, I don't know. Out of your Batman. So, uh Tan shows up, and uh, this is where we're getting into the cult uh, thing. Mm-hmm. Because, like, they take off their helmets, and, like, according to Mando, Din Djarin, like, you're not supposed to do that. Like, you're not a Mandalorian if you do that. Right. And then she says, you are a child. Oh, you're a child of the Watch. Yeah. And he's like, what the fuck is that? You know? <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, yeah, so like in the Death Watch that, you know, we've yeah. seen in Clone Wars, uh, I guess became even more cultish after yeah. the, after, uh, you know, the leader, what, what was his name? Prey Visla, who was voiced by John Favreau, by the way. Uh, really? in Clone Wars. Yeah, yeah, it was voiced by John Favreau. Oh, yeah, yeah, he was, yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, I guess after, because like he was the only one who removed his helmet that I remember. Right in, in Death Watch, because he had to appear like he wasn't part of it, I guess. Yeah. But, uh, but all the other ones always kept their helmets on, I think. So. Yeah, because like in like literally everything else Star Wars related, except for maybe like the original trilogy, because Boba Fett was like the only, mm-hmm. like known Mandalorian, you know. So it's yeah. like, it's it's like throughout Star Wars, you you see Mandalorians take off their helmet, so it's yeah. like you're instantly 
if you you were suspicious about how Jin or Mando or whatever lives his life, like this 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 basically lets you know that you're not crazy. Like he's yeah. There is a reason. Yeah. There is a reason, and it's because he's part of a cult. Uh, the watch. <laughs> watch the the watch, and uh, so he's like, you know, yeah, you're not Mandalorian, and you know, she says, you know, there's uh, yeah, but you know, I'm I'm uh, you know, she she says she was the queen of Mandalore essentially for a while. Right. before the empire destroyed it um uh, and uh you know he uh so he says like there is only one way the way of the mandalore you know and then he <laughs> flies off with you know his jetpack and whatever and uh but then like they meet up later because the brother of the squid dude who tried to kill him says you killed my brother prepare to die you know or something like that yeah, yeah. and uh, <laughs> So uh, yeah, then Bo-Katan saves him and they have a drink and whatever. And they, they strike up a deal saying like, I'll, I'll let you, I'll give you the information you, you want about, you know, I'll tell you where you can find the Jedi. Uh, if you help me on this mission right. and uh, they're going to steal a spaceship essentially from the empire. Yeah. Uh, oh no. So they're supposed to steal the cargo first. So they go on there, badassery happens, yeah. you know, jetpacks. <laughs> they like, they just like, murder yeah. all of those clone all of those not clone troopers those yeah. uh, stormtroopers i love how like everything in star wars basically takes place in like the equivalent of like a shipyard or like mm-hmm. it's like it's a, it's weird because like it, like i guess like around where I live, there's like a lot of like shipyards and a lot of like trucking areas and stuff and i and i would never think oh this would be good for like an action thing but mm-hmm. in star wars that's basically the whole point of it is that all these battles tend to happen like because of cargo and shipyards. And yeah, like, I mean, they happen yeah. in space. So, you know, that's... Yeah, I mean, like, it makes it look cooler, you know, but like something like the Millennium Falcon is literally supposed to be like, if I found a rusty 1970s semi, you know, <laughs> semi truck and just like started driving it around. Because the Millennium, because like the, most of the ships in Star Wars are supposed to be like shit, right? Yeah. Especially yeah. the After, Falcon, yeah. The when crest the empire happened, crest. Uh, yeah. <laughs> after the empire took over, like all the ships are essentially shit. Yeah, exactly. uh, <laughs> Even the empire ships, like, are not very well designed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like the the you know the uh, the bridge is right there, and anyone can just shoot at it if they want. You know, right. it's sort of like uh, it's 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 not very well. You know, whatever. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> so I, I don't know. Like, give me your opinion about this. But I feel like the other Mandos. Is the first time where our, you know, the our Mandalorian, Dinjarin, didn't seem as skilled as the others. No, I liked it because they needed to hit right. on the point that he was one, not the only Mandalorian. Because if he's the only Mandalorian in the room, he's like a badass. Mm-hmm. But the second there's other Mandalorians, it's clear that he either didn't have as much training or he was yeah. raised differently. Well, thing is, like, he was raised he was. by the Watch, I'm guessing, and like, yeah, the thing is, she is, and she, I mean, Bo-Katan and her acolytes, uh, yeah. they were trained, but you know, they had like the royal deluxe training, right? Yeah. So you can, you can, you can tell even the tell, difference. and you can even tell by the armor that, like, I think what makes um, Mando's uh, armor so valuable is because it's like mint condition, old yeah. style armor. Which, you know, it's like, it, it'll stop attacks and stuff. But in terms of movement, it's not practical. Like, when he moves, yeah. it's clearly clunkier than, like, the yeah, others. It's also, yeah. <laughs> it's like, also those, uh, like, Bo-Katan's thing. Like, her helmet is pressurized. Like, when she takes it off, like, you hear a little hiss. Yeah. So she can probably go into space or something, right? But I don't think Mando yeah. can do that. Yeah. Like, it's just a helmet. Like, there's no, like, thing that keeps him from, you know yeah dying in space yeah uh, basically Mando so was like it's sort of like you can tell yeah. the difference yeah he was raised like i don't know like so far it seems like the equivalent of being raised like raised amish the legions of Mando. yeah yeah, the, yeah. yeah but then like the but middle then, ages of mandalore yeah but then the more he goes out it's like blowing his mind like 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 are we yeah. watching him in the first year or so of him being outside of like his little bubble i guess <laughs> like that that's part of what i'm wondering is like he's really I, yeah, skilled and he's done a lot of like assassin jobs and stuff but are we kind of like witnessing for the first time him coming yeah. out of his 
world? Yes. Yeah, it's sort of like <laughs> I think because he's been he's only been in the outer outer regions, right, of right. of the galaxy, uh, yeah. and like he he the only Mandalorians he meets are the ones that are the part of his uh, of his group. Yeah. So they probably all have the same training, similar skill set, uh, you know. Uh, but you get to this sort of like the the creme de la creme of uh, of Mandos, and uh, you know they're they are more agile, more maybe it's also because of the armor, but it's like it's more I guess more skilled, and also like you know I, I know Bo-Katan has this blade that comes out like you know Assassin's Creed style, yeah, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> it comes out like of her that. gauntlet somewhere, yeah, and uh, you know. Uh, I just thought, okay, the captain of the Empire's ship, like that's a that he's a famous guy, right? He's in Bosch, like on Amazon. Like I can't remember what his name is, but like I feel I he, well, he was one Bosch. of those. He was one of those guys that was like, I know your face, either that or it's like it was. Yeah, he's there, been there's in so been many a TV shows. There's been a few people like that so far, like in this show. Then I'm like. Like I, either, I know your face or yeah. I know your voice, but it's not like you're like the cream of the crop actor, you know thing is but, he's sort of like the the ultimate you know he's like the the actor that you don't uh like i i think he only starred in in that tv show bosch like on amazon prime that's mm-hmm. like his tv show but like he often appears as like guest as a guest uh star like on a bunch of different tv shows and i think they just get him because he's really good right. and he doesn't mind just like showing up doing his job and you know off he goes yeah. and uh sort of like I'm going to call him Captain Bosch because that's the only, I can't remember yeah. his name. But uh, so I just like how Predator-like, like the Mandos, the Mandalorians are on this on this uh, spaceship and yeah. they're trying to get to the cargo hold. And yeah. uh, so they're like, hey, we have to stop them. We have to stop them. There's like a lieutenant or something in right. the cargo hold. Yeah. He just tells him, close all the doors, close all the doors. And yeah. it says, yes, Captain, we've... Uh, we we've locked them in the uh, okay so it's the like cargo. we've closed them all up. I was like we've locked them in the cargo control yeah, area. Yeah. I was like cargo control area, and then that's when they open the doors and all the stormtroopers <laughs> fly you, out. Wait, you, you were kind of guessing in your head that that was gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, in your head, like, and the guys like, so happy. yeah, we locked them up. They're in the cargo control area. It's like, oh shit, and then like they all die because <laughs> they open the hatch and uh, everyone just flies away. Yeah, and like you got to think these guys don't give a shit about what's on the ship. They they have yeah. nothing that belongs to them. They're gonna. Push, push. You just want the shit. <laughs> it's just that was the funniest moment of the whole TV show. I, I mean, the whole like episode. Sorry, but like yeah. it's just like that moment was like, yeah, we locked them up. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> and you can see the captain who's telling them like, where did you lock them up? Is like, oh, what a fucking idiot, know. you know? <laughs> oh man, I, I, it, it's so weird because like, I really, I, I'm really curious because like this is after the second. Death Star got destroyed already, and it's like, why are they still wearing the uniforms and using the stuff, and why are they listening yeah. to this guy? And like, where where did he? It's just interesting because like, it sounds like he's the guy so far that kept the Empire, like John Carlos Pacillo, so far the yeah. guy that kept the Empire from completely going out, or maybe he mm-hmm. just kept information from certain people that the Empire was over, or even from you know, Darth Vader's own crew. <laughs> so it's like, I don't know. It's, uh... it's like, it's like, um, it was something that like, I didn't even like really think through like through a hundred percent until I saw an article about it. And then I was like, yeah, why is like, like we said earlier in the, in the podcast, I think, I think we're just going to discover a bunch of like mini cults <laughs> yeah. during no, this I, entire. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, the, they, uh, so, you know, when they realize what, when the empire soldiers realize that the ship is lost, like yeah. Giancarlo Esposito tells them, like, you know, if, uh, they've taken, if the Mandalorians have taken the rest of the ship, like it's no use saving you guys yeah. so, essentially. So, uh, he says like, you know what to do and then long live the empire. It's like, you know, it's, it's like the empire is high Hitler or something, you know, that's their yeah. version of that. Yep. You know, so I feel like a lot of them are just indoctrinated. Yeah. Uh, some of them are just like, this is the only life I know. I'm sure like the soldiers are kind of like that. You know, it's like, yeah. hey, you know, we're also going to get a job in the outer rim. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and I don't want to get like super deep, but I'm pretty sure it has something to do with like 
nationalism because so yeah. Star Wars always got into like that kind of thing, like of like, yeah, like they they, they were always secretly about what was happening like in the moment and stuff. And I'm pretty sure that so... it has something along lines of like they really want to hold on to the empire. Yeah, I, I mean yeah. it's no accident that a lot of the imagery that you see, even you know when you think about the original Star Wars movies, like are very reminiscent of like Nazi Germany and stuff like that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, there's uh, in Legends, from what I know about Legends, I don't know a lot about it, but I know like, I'm like an amateur in Legends, but uh, so Star Wars Legends. And, you know, they talk about how the Empire was actually also a force of like discrimination between different alien species. So the they wanted like the humans to be the dominant species in the galaxy. The like force what wanted... we would call humans. What? Wait, wait, the force was making this decision? Wait, what was that? No, no, no. The the Empire. Oh, okay, the Empire, okay. The Empire was like forcing people. Yeah. <laughs> uh like uh they were essentially like, I guess, segregating people uh, or something. Yeah. Or yeah, it was like they would never give high positions to people who weren't who were aliens by our yeah. standards, I guess. Yeah. So like, and that's why you would have would like advanced people. Were, yeah. Yeah. You would have like like so that's when why you, you never you have like council. a weird alien. Yeah. Or when you see the council, yeah. you would just see the, yeah, the that's guy why you never with see the weird tentacled guy. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I yeah. feel like there's but like the only uh yeah, sorry. Like the only alien, quote unquote, uh, who became an admiral was like Admiral Fraun. Yeah. Because it was really smart. Like uh, he was in Rebels and a big legends guy. Yeah. But, uh, you know. I love how it took like the fans to really like think that through. Like, why is there a lot of humans, only two aliens? When like George Lucas made this, it was probably like, this is boring. Here, put this mask on. <laughs> yeah. That was the that was as far as his thinking went. <laughs> I was like, there's a lot of humans in here. All right, here, here, here's a green mask. Here, be something else. Yeah. There go. yeah, well, it's like whenever whenever you see aliens near like Empire, they're usually bounty hunters. Yeah. Or uh, but you never you only see like humans uh who are like captains or soldiers or you know, part of the Empire or part of the First Order or you know stuff like that so they're they're kind of discriminating against uh you know other species right. <laughs> so, yeah. so reminiscent of other things that, that we know in our lives uh but uh so i just wanted to talk about oh yeah so when, when uh so back to the spaceship so uh back on that spaceship and they they know so so captain bosch kills the pilots and tries to you know push the the spaceship into the ocean or something yeah. so you know they have to get into the the cockpit fast and that's when mando and his clunky you know armor come into play and yeah. uh, he just jumps into the line of fire and throws grenades at people's like cover me yeah. and uh you know because I mean, he's got he's got some like medieval you know mandalorian armor yeah. like really like heavy duty stuff you know yeah, basically. He's like a walking tank, basically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, and that's how they take the cockpit. And I thought another nod, talking about nationalism and, like, Nazis and everything. Yeah. Like, when they capture the cockpit, like, Captain Bosch, instead of telling them the information, he chews on a, like, electro tooth and that, like... Oh, yeah. The, you know, like, like and, the suicide uh, kills pill. himself. Yeah. A bit like a cyanide pill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just like a in bit. Captain America. Yeah, exactly. Like, Hydra. Okay, so Disney tropes. Okay, the cyanide pill, so, the light going up into the sky. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to keep track of all this. Light going up into the sky. Quips, yeah. Quips. Uh, but I like, okay, so uh, there was something I forgot to mention. It's just like when they're in the cargo, like Mando only signed up to take over the cargo, but then Bo-Katan is like, we're going to take over the ship, motherfucker. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he's like, but that wasn't the deal. And then, uh, you know, that wasn't, uh, you change the terms of the deal, uh, which is very reminiscent of what Boba Fett says to Darth Vader in episode uh, in Empire Strikes Back, um, where he says like, "You changed the, you know, actually no, it's not Boba Fett, it's uh, Lando Cal Calrissian." Yeah, he said he says like, "You changed the terms of the deal," yeah. and then Darth Vader says like, "Pray I do not alter them any further," you know. <laughs> you know what's funny when when they said that. 
the first thing I thought of wasn't even Star Wars. Like, if I hear a line along those lines in a movie, the first thing I think of is Pirates of the Caribbean. When Jeffrey Rush comes out and he's like, we like to think of the current more as guidelines, you know? <laughs> guidelines than actual rules. You, you better believe in ghost stories. You're in one. I don't know. Well, the thing, like, well, thing is, in, in, in uh, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, you don't have deals. You have an accord. We yeah. have an accord. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, more like guidelines. <laughs> guidelines. Like, there you go. Like, guidelines <laughs> yeah. rather than actual rules yeah and uh, you know you know you know you don't you think you're in a ghost you know uh, what was the thing about ghost stories i can't remember uh, you you better start believing in ghost stories you're in one yes yeah. you best you start believing in ghost best. stories you're in, one. you're in one yeah <laughs> <laughs> i just want a movie with willem dafoe and jeffrey rush doing pirate voices I'll be like, I'm happy. This is this is great. Yeah, <laughs> Lighthouse like, too. What are y'all looking at? Back to work. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you? Why don't you? <laughs> oh man, like I just back to work, and uh, just like, and uh, on that. So uh, you know, instead of saying, it's just I was waiting for Bogutan to say like, pray I do not alter it any further, but he says this is the way. So. We like a little jab, you know, like, eh, this is the way, man, though. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, you get it now, huh? <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like, oh, fucking bitch. Damn it. <laughs> you know, but then he, you know, that, but after that, that's when he jumps with his tank armor and just like saves the day. Yeah. And uh, in Mando style. Mando. Oh, yeah. And then um, at the end of the episode. Name drop. Uh, Name drop, uh, in case you guys were waiting for this. They mentioned somebody who I, I feel like is not going to be in the next episode. In the next episode, like, the ship is going to crash and they're going to go on another well, adventure. It's gonna be I, another I, feel, I feel like it, but I, I feel like it because, like, maybe they, the they person, dropped a certain name and I was the, like... The certain person that we're going to talk about will be on vacation or something. And then that's why I was like, oh, you have to wait until she comes back, you know. Yeah, they're going <laughs> to stretch this. They're not going to stretch just, it out. They're not just going to hand this out. character right to yeah. us. And that character is. Do you want me to say it? Yes. <laughs> Ahsoka Tano. Ahsoka. 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 Is she going to be there? Ahsoka. Ahsoka. Like, yeah, it's not the same thing. <laughs> it sounds the same. So, Ahsoka. Like, Ahsoka Tano. And, uh, you Malibu. know, she's. Uh, okay, but, anyway. Uh, Baba Gooey, you know. <laughs> And, uh, yeah. okay. <laughs> so so katano rumors are and i think it's confirmed right she's being played by uh, oh, uh it wasn't like confirmed confirmed they, they would have like they would have a leak every so often or like disney plus would accidentally release it for two seconds yeah so like, they've been uh, doing the apple uh, strategy of like mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> but this was the first time they mentioned the like the name and katie sackhoff says it very like confidently because you don't really know who exactly he's trying to like deliver uh, yeah. the child, not Baby Yoda too. But then the they do the they do the name drop at the end. They're like, like if you want to find the Jedi, go here, 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 and there you'll find Ahsoka Tano. And when I heard that, I was like, because huh? 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 she says it so casually that I'm like, yeah, wait, wait, wait she's and coming. Say, wait, it's here. It's here. It's the time. Bo-Katan sent you. Yeah. And then it's like. You know, I'm like, oh my god, it's time. Yes. yes. The offer still stands. You can join us in our battle. This is the way. And yeah. he says, this is the way. And then he's sort of like, hey, you know, these guys aren't so bad, even if they take their helmets off, you know? Yeah. And uh, I hope she comes back and she's just not just like a Bill Burr type that just like shows up for an episode and then she's done. Like, but, you know, I've heard that they've planned the Mandalorian TV show. They have like a through line up till season six. So they know more or less what's going to happen. Uh, not okay. specifically, but they know what the, let's say the, the, the main story where that is going to go. Uh, they okay. apparently they have plans until like season six which is like insane uh and nice. i'm uh, it okay guys people uh kathleen kennedy <laughs> sequel people sequel trilogy guys yeah this is what it looks like to plan shit <laughs> in a fucking tv show <laughs> you don't have to just go with the flow all the time and see what happens planning planning comes with benefits guys come on <laughs> It's like, you don't need to plan everything, but just know where you're going 
I know. You don't need to plant the little tidbits here and there, but you yeah. should know this who is, not, is who. This is not the franchise to. This is not the franchise to like film a whole movie while the script isn't done. You can do that for like Step Brothers Two or some movie like that. You don't do that with Star Wars. I mean, it says something when you think that like you know Bill and Ted has more <laughs> continuity than the sequel trilogy. You yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean Seriously. like everyone that's been pumped up that's been hyped up is coming they're getting introduced and so far their stories are getting played out in like a good way and nobody's getting like shoved to the side just yet yeah because it's been planned out it's not like how in the sequels you plan a few characters you, you hype them up and then because you don't have a plan you just kind of have to like give them some toys to play with in the last movie. <laughs> well, the thing is, it's like, it, it felt like, it kind of reminded me of what the they side. did with yeah. the Schumacher, the Schumacher Batman movies. Right. Like they essentially had different outfits just to buy, just to sell more toys. Yeah. And it kind of felt like, hey, we're going to have a new type of stormtrooper who's red and another one that's like in black. Yeah. The black, you know, the the shock. They were doing that, okay, yeah. They were pretty cool, like in Rogue One, here's, but like the red, like force, yeah. uh, like armor or whatever. Like it it's just necessary. to sell more toys. Yeah, and it's like Not the audience. Uh, you'll make a lot of money and stuff, but the audience can like see right through it. I mean, the Dark Knight, uh, at least from what I saw, was the first movie that proved that if you want to sell toys based on the movie, you can just have toys of stuff that wasn't in the movie. Yeah. Remember when the Dark Knight came out, there was like, they had toys for like this super Joker figure or like ice, ice Batman suit. And it was stuff that wasn't even in the movie, but they were able to sell toys associated with the movie. But it was like, you can do that. You know, yeah. you know, it doesn't have to link up perfectly. <laughs> I mean, like a lot of uh, a lot of spaceships that appear in Mandalorian actually were Star Wars toys in the seventies and eighties. Yeah, like uh, the Razor Crest, right? Or Fal Falcon Crest, Razor Crest? What is it called? The Razor. I don't know if the Razor Crest was one of those, but like you know that ship at the end of season one where all the stormtroopers arrive in. Yeah, yeah, that was, like a, a that was like a Kenner thing. toy. Yeah, that was like a Kinder toy or something. That was like a Kenner toy. Sorry. Yeah. And uh, you know. They, they sort of bring up uh, a lot of Easter eggs, especially like, I think this, if last episode was a masterclass in introducing a new like alien race and you actually caring about them, like the frog lady. Yeah. Uh, this episode was like a masterclass in like Easter eggs and using references and yeah. just like using things that are already there. Like I, I saw some guy on YouTube actually showed all the different sound effects that they use in this episode. They're the same sound effects that they used in the original trilogy oh, like cool. you know because they had like the um, that walker that pulls the razor crest out of the ocean when it crashes into the water yeah uh, that is like a refurbished ata ata or something yeah uh and uh is the same sound effect as when they were walking on hoth yeah like same like that's something i will give to star wars is that they, they built a lot of equity in yeah. their sound effects and even though there's like iconic sound effects from other stuff i can't really think of anybody that did it to the degree that star wars did like star wars you even need to like you have to battle to get the rights just to do the lightsaber sound you know <laughs> and that, i think the lightsaber sound is like i think it's like a cable like a uh, threaded yeah metal, it was like, like cable burn. yeah and like then you just like boing like and water, then and uh, it's, it's just like, uh, man, this episode, I, I have heard on the internet that people call this like the best episode to date. Yeah. Um, in many ways it is. Yeah. For me, it's one of my favorites. I, I don't know if it's the favorite, but it's really good. I really enjoyed it. And yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's, it's um, I was really surprised uh, at how many things they managed to fit in there and uh, it just worked right. you know <laughs> yeah but guys i'm sorry like you know plan your shit guys plan yeah. your trilogies plan your tv your yeah. things 
and it had to have been planned like because like it, it was too perfect that on election day week it was like a bottle episode and yeah. then right after that week we have like the first episode that makes me really excited for the rest of the season like there's the first episode yeah and they tease you boba fett for a little bit but this one was that like okay now we need to tune in yeah and it was yeah, it seemed very yeah. like thing is they're like shit yeah, like there's bo katan there are other mandalorians she's trying to take over mandalore again and there might right. be a whole like siege of mandalore number two like you know yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like the the re-sieging like you know <laughs> Yeah. So it's just uh, it, it makes you excited. It actually tells you, gives you a, an inkling of what might happen in the future. Yeah, and it's it's really cool. And speaking of like expanding on like races of aliens, here's what they're called: um, like Ahsoka Tano and Shakti. They're uh, mm-hmm. and what's her name, Ayla Sakura. They're either Togruta or Twi'lek. So um, uh, so those are like the races of people with like the tentacles that go behind them yeah and there are like two different ones right there's like the two, tentacle yeah. ones like the twi'leks yeah. i think are the tentacle ones like yeah. that. and uh they're supposedly known as being the uh alien species that often gets like kidnapped and turned to slavery yeah. or, or sex work or stuff like that right uh and uh like i think ahsoka tano she's she's got like 10 it's not tentacles, but it's sort of like things, but then she has horns. Yeah. Or a horn looking thing, which the other the Twilights don't have. So like maybe it's the other one. Yeah. Uh, but uh yeah. But the the Twilight Jedi, she's the one who gets shot in that forest planet in uh mm-hmm. Revenge of the Sith. Revenge, yeah. You get no, shot I, in the back. And they showed a little bit of in Clone Wars to be like, hey, look, yeah, she's hey, around. she's there. Like, she's hey. there. And then and she, you, we're going to make you care about her so you can watch Revenge of the Sith and not hate it as much. Even yeah. though that was actually the most beloved of the prequel trilogy. Yeah. But I mean, that, that, was that, my, was, I, that was the one that made that had the most direction in terms yeah. of like it actually made sense. Yeah. Uh, you know, and it was the most interesting one. And, it, and that was the movie that everyone was want, wanted to watch. Yeah. You know, when, when uh, Lucas, when George Lucas said, I'm going to make a story that talks about how Darth Vader became Darth Vader. That like, was it, You weren't yeah. thinking about little kiddo on Tatooine who's like, you know, yeah. complaining all the time. And, <laughs> and uh, you know, and then also like, you know, sand ass crack jokes in the <laughs> episode two where sand, I hate sand, it gets everywhere. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> Star Wars just has a thing for like, the whiny teens. I feel like Adam Driver, if he Luke was, was at, also annoying. Yeah. If Luke Adam Driver was, was of Adam age. Driver. Yeah. If he was of age at the time of like the prequel trilogy, I think he would have been a good Anakin. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. somebody like that. Cause he, he, he's whiny too, but he has enough like umph that you can accept yeah. it. Well, he was really whiny in, in uh, the last Jedi. Cause he was like, Ma, shoot him. Ma. Yeah. I know. <laughs> it's like, Aim all your firepower at Luke. And then, you're, you know, and he was like, ah, and it was really, you know, having a temper tantrum there. But maybe seeing, that's part of the dark side. Yeah. You know, just, just Ray, brings out the teenager in you. Rian Johnson's <laughs> just like inner angsty teenager coming back out. This is like, like <laughs> Ryan Johnson. What The worst thing about Ryan Johnson is that I like his other movies. Like, I, I still need to finish Knives st- Out. I really enjoyed Knives Out. Like, I don't know about you, but... No, I still need to um, get through it. I saw like the first mm. five minutes and had to do something. So I'm like... The thing is like, Ryan Johnson is good at like tongue in cheek, like, you know, a bit of a cheeky movie, mm-hmm. which is what Last Jedi felt like. It was like him trying to make a cheeky kind of Jedi movie. And, uh, it, it, you know, that's not what a Star Wars movie is about, man. That's not what it's about. But, you know, Ryan Johnson, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm available for debate. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the thing is like he, he had he got a lot of hate for last jedi uh mm-hmm. whether he deserves it or not i think uh he he deserves some criticism but like yeah you know he, he you know he, he's not the only culprit in this story yeah last jedi People like Man- that. watching the mandalorian made me like rethink my almost allegiance to like the last jedi because when i saw last jedi as a craft as like a movie and crafting out yeah, a, movie, a movie, it was 
I liked it as part of Star Wars, especially after watching The Mandalorian, like, uh, but as when you think of the craft of making a movie and how things are supposed to play out, it was brilliant. Mm-hmm. So that's, uh, I, I think that's where the cast 22 kind of is. And I'm like, well, things like, like Last Jedi works in a vacuum. It's sort of like, yes, it works. yes, yes, yes. Uh, if, let's say, imagine that The Last Jedi is in an alternate reality where yeah. other things have happened in Star Wars that we don't know about, and this is what you see. Yeah, like, like The Last Jedi is like the Dark Knight Returns of Star Wars, like the cool yeah. one-off, basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's sort of like, you know, you, you, you don't know what led to that. You don't really care what happens after that, but you're just going to enjoy it for what it is in a void and like yeah. in a vacuum. And I would say the same thing about, uh, honestly, like The Last Skywalker as well. It's sort of like there's something missing. It's sort of like Force Awakens, Last Skywalker, like, uh, what was it? No, The Rise of Skywalker. Uh, sort of like if you had separated The Rise of Skywalker into two movies, that would have been your trilogy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Essentially, like that, that would have been your sort of make sense, but very fan oriented trilogy. So yeah. it's, it's, uh, you know, the, the Last Jedi is sort of like what they're doing with Batman now. You're going to have Batflick. Um, like Zack Snyder is, is is talking about maybe doing a Batman movie with Ben Affleck. I uh, feel like that's, that's, what Batman versus Super, that's what yeah. Batman versus Superman felt like. It felt like Zack Snyder wanted to make a Batman movie, but because you have to connect it to Man of Steel, you got to like shove it yeah. in there and you got to shove in Justice League. But it was like he put all his concentration in the Batman scenes. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So let's say like, hey, Last Jedi is in an alternate reality of Star Wars. Yeah. That's how I choose to see it. <laughs> well, we'll go with it. There's all these like timelines and stuff anyway. So. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, so uh, honestly, one of the best episodes, Mando, the heiress, loved Katie Sackhoff. Awesome. Mm-hmm. We might see uh, Pedro Pascal without the helmet in the future you never know probably well he has too much probably. there's too much value to not use his face yeah. you know what i mean <laughs> to, to see we have to look at his you know money maker yeah uh, and if they do that they should just keep it off not do that sequel trilogy thing with kylo ren where it's like he doesn't need the mask and then episode nine eh, maybe <laughs> yeah no one thing is like he needs the mask for war like he needs the the helmet when he goes off to like war and stuff yeah so uh you know but then he can take it off to eat soup and shit yeah (laughs) and on that uh we will end this week's episode uh you can uh, listen to what we hope you enjoyed our episode like and subscribe Mm -hmm. if you haven't liked and subscribed yet uh you can listen to us on uh, many many podcasting platforms but i'll just mention two or three uh spotify apple podcast google podcast overcast and uh, many more to come. So just check the links if uh, you know you want to check out wh- whether we are on your favorite platform. Mm. And uh, Mike, uh, pleasure. Yeah. And uh, of course, we'll be back next week. Uh, we'll see uh, if Ahsoka shows up or not. But, Soka. Uh, yeah, she Soka. appears. And we'll uh, talk about other stuff if we end up seeing other things like yeah. Uh, somewhere along the way, I want to bring up a movie I just saw called Happy Accidents because it was, it, it was like a weird IFC movie, but it mm-hmm. kind of like, it, it kind of introduced that whole idea of like multiverses the way we see it now. So that, I, I'll, we'll talk about it later. Well, it'll, <laughs> okay, you set it up for me. It'll be a happy accident if we talk about it next week. <laughs> <laughs> so... You know. Anyway, Google Podcast. Google Podcast. <laughs> that, that was my bad joke of the week. <laughs> you guys have been waiting for it, and here it is. So uh, oh, I'll, I'll lead in with that next week. <laughs> <laughs> so th- thank you for listening. Uh, follow us, subscribe. It really helps us out. And uh, you know, we hope you guys have a nice day, a nice week. Until next time. It's bye from us. Peace. Bye. 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 Bye.